we're podcasting. And we're we podcasting. Are podcasting. All right, so because the the magic of studio magic and everything else, you guys missed like me having a head cold trauma choke out fucking festival, which is great. I'm sure they will post bonus footage of me screaming about it in the bathroom, trying to clear the sinus clog from my ear and whatnot. This is the second start to episode yeah. 31. We did about five minutes, and it was mostly coughing fits. Oh, here we go, and we're back. <laughs> easy, yeah, it was, easy. wasn't sure easy. If, it, if, they, if they missed that, really, or that they Bob's were saved from that. So yeah. Bob's a little under the weather. You had a birthday on uh, yeah, last Friday <laughs> the weather. <laughs> Bob's a little under the weather. So am I, actually. Two of us if you can't down. tell. I'm, I'm sipping water, which is a rarity for me lately Probably here. Probably the laughing that's not I'm, right now. I don't know what I am. No, it's not. It's just not quite it. It's great. I'm deaf in one ear, and I can sort of hear these guys talking over here, and I know they're making fun of me, and it's great because I love it. But at the same time, it's like, at this point, I feel so shit, I don't even care. And it's funny because one, one of our guests here tonight <laughs> – we brought a VR system in. It improved my life for a few minutes because I was, like, not in my own head choking in this head cold for a sec. You were where? On the Death Star fighting Darth Vader? Is that what you were doing? Cameron, no, that's Darth Cam. Darth Vader would have, like, absolutely, yeah, no. Cam Sedgwick, like, shout out. Throw up the uh, Instagram. There it is. Thank you, Cam. I was, like, desperately trying to grab small training droids and failing miserably by opening menus and, like, Misery. You're playing this badass <laughs> VR Star Wars game, and all you're doing is looking into medicine cabinets, <laughs> just walking walking into the uh, the the medic's room. <laughs> nice. Rich just said that with his eyes closed, for the record. Yeah, Rich. His is eyes were closed, Rich and he was has out. achieved a meditative state. He's where still he with is. us. Yeah. yeah. So we're working on getting a rich camp, folks. Uh, you know that would be our our call in and and donate to a rich camp fund. You want to see what Rich is doing 24 7. Right, right. But only during the podcast. So that's uh, one oh no. of that 24 7. Oh, no, no. <laughs> if funding gets high enough, I will facilitate cameras everywhere he goes. See, he doesn't go that many places. I can predict most of them because I'm there. Right. And the places I'm not, his mom is there. And if the price is right, the cameras are going in. So unlike a lot of things in life, we got a second shot at uh, doing this uh, here episode, right. episode 31. Uh, we're in the 30s. We're approaching that almighty number. What's going to happen? We don't know. Well, it's good. I just turned 38. So now we're looking down the barrel of how can I how can I top all of this? All you uh, people who know about numbers, like I'm sure there's lots of meaning to those numbers. So, you know, uh, write in. Tell us what all those numbers mean. Yep. That's That'd be cool. Hey, Krim. Every time I cough, could you like put a random swear word in instead? Right. Just like from anyone off the internet. Like I don't care, just pluck them clean and free. Or or just sure, make. yeah, but that depends on how much you cough in the episode. Just I'm coughing a lot this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm not spending two hours just make like listening horn. to you cough. Oh come on, just for me. I just want to see like every time these guys are talking, it's like I have Tourette's or something over here. It's like they're talking, all of a sudden I'm like I'm like Bah and then it's another guy's completely different voice like mr falcon or like you know what i mean just goes off for like an hour like that that'd be cool. yeah you could dub over with like some like uh chinese cinema or something like that that'd be funny i want different voices like women's voices men's voices it's just every time i cough like someone going damn 
You know, just just whatever. Because just for the record, our producer's hand is in his head right now, and he's just he's not. Come on, we're trying to do things. <laughs> we're breaking boundaries. Often at the beginning of these episodes, there's a point where I look at both of you and I'm listening to a conversation, but in my head, I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. Right. I always now. thought so in your head it was like the bear with the symbols. If, <laughs> if you're listening at home and you're like, what are they talking about? I'm with you. <laughs> I get All lost. Right, so what I want to talk about today actually is the duplicity, once again, of the lifestyle I've chosen. And the way that inflects and impacts on absolutely every story that I've told. <laughs> the lifestyle you've chosen being a superhero? Is that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's I'm a superhero. No. I, I was talking to people at work on the weekend. It was my birthday weekend, so I was partying a lot, hanging out with people, and talking to guys that worked for years and years and years. And one of the constants that comes up from guys in the industry, no matter whether I work with them or work around them or meet them, from other bars and establishments is that at some point in your life you chose I'm going to work the nightlife and I was talking to the new guy at my at my uh, work on the weekend and he you know is is like a, a new hire and was worried about the guys not accepting him you know and we were just chatting in the back and I was like look man this place is like kind of a purgatory for people with a certain intellectual and physical skill set if you don't want to wear a monkey suit and work in an lcbo you might end up doing what i do which is working with booze cans uh, late night spots being a bouncer being a private investigator being a bodyguard all mercenary work like all contracted to myself when i say mercenary let's not think like jungle hopping but not psycho ex-military lunatic coming out of a war zone that can't handle his shit i'm talking like a guy that just has connections and contacts with people who need physical protective services sometimes it's as innocent as look my my kids work for or or, or playing in a, a battle of the bands and they've been online threatened and I just want to make sure that everything goes well at the show. And so I watch a bunch of, like, 13-year-olds play pop music to other 13-year-olds, and nothing happens because when they leave the stage, whoever could be angry about it sees they're leaving the stage with a seven-foot guy in a fucking <laughs> half suit. And they're like, okay, maybe I should fuck with something else, like the garbage cans by the exit. You know what I mean? That's other times, though, where literally I w I've been hired for very similar things, and it turns out there are, like, insane hockey dads in the parking lot who don't think these kids should be winning the awards they're winning at these, like, Battle of the Band events and are threatening children over their musical talent. And then I get the joy of showing them exactly why the garbage can next to the exit is a thing. Because you can end up in it. Just picture dads chirping their kids like, hey, Billy, you got no riffs on that guitar, Billy. No, it's worse than that. And I'm talking like psycho hockey dads. You know, yeah. I'm not riffing. I'm like walking out. These guys are threatening children because, well, my kids should have won. Are you talking about the guy that you made do a full body nod? I remember you telling a story about that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That was him. Okay. He what did me you say? Personally. Full body what? Full, full body, body nod. nod? Not. Not. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. N-O-D. Nod. Oh, nod. nod. Yeah, that's what I thought he said. What, what is that? Mean? What is that? Yeah. 
What's when you look directly to the ground and <laughs> meet it. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh don't you remember God. the story? It was in one of the episodes. No, I don't. Re- refill me or uh, re-explain me. Uh, refresh me. Re-educate me. That'll be the <laughs> later podcast. I am also sick right now for so the record. Lars's podcast. One Fill of me. The episodes, his story told by another guy. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> he was bodyguarding some kids. <laughs> Apparently, uh, dad got angry because his kids didn't win. Bob met the guy in the parking lot and basically f- crammed the guy into a trash can. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, the trash can guy. That's a great image with the feet That's sticking like up. Fold, folded yeah. him in I half? I introduced him to the front trash can okay. in its most appropriate form, which is gotcha. sometimes you fitting in it. That's great. <laughs> and the kids came out and had no idea. Like They were like, their dad came out and was like, what was up? And I'm like, I told you the guy was a problem. I dealt with it. The bounce at the club were like, did you put a guy in our trash can? And I was like, that's speculative. <laughs> I might, might have, I might not have. We're going to wait a few minutes. My clients left. My check was paid. I'm like, yes, I put a guy in your trash can. Would you like me to take him out of your trash can? And they were like, nope, because we already called people, and we don't think you're going to help with that. And I'm like, well, help in what sense? This guy's a douchebag that, like, fucking threatened, like, small children over a music event. Like, what were some th- – you were what, giving what some examples. What kind of do you want? You were saying that they said some pretty harsh stuff. Like, what were some examples? Well, it wasn't just harsh stuff. It was threats. Okay, It yeah. was literally like – it was like you guys are cheating in these events somehow. Meanwhile, it's like the kids just know. These kids could play songs like you wouldn't believe. Like, it sounded like ACDC. But it's a bunch of fucking ten year olds and shit. It was crazy, you know. These kids were really talented. The bouncer at the kids' talent show. But it's one of those things, show, right? Great. It's one of those things, though, right? Anytime there's competition, anytime there's money involved in prizes, there's going to be somebody who thinks, "Well, my kids are better than you. Why are you winning? You must be cheating." You're like, "Well, but it's like, no, no. I saw, I saw your kids there, redneck. I was there. Cause they were okay. But you know what? These kids are amazing. Your kids weren't bad, but these kids were amazing." Just let it go. Like, sometimes people are better than you, man. That's just the fucking way it is. Nobody wants to admit that their kids are losers. Well, it's, it's not even that, though. Admit. Even if their kids aren't bad at it, the thing is they can't they – can't ex- this guy was worse. He couldn't accept that his kids couldn't be the best. And I think every, every responsible adult who has children has to recognize sometimes you have a child. My dad said it to me very clearly, and it's not offensive. He's like, Robert, you're never going to be a mathematician. These aren't. My dad taught math. I just don't have the head for the numbers, right? <coughs> so he'd be trying to tutor me and teach me and things. And he's like, look, but you're a painter and a sculptor and a musician. Mm. And you're all these things that I'm not. <coughs> like, a, like a horn or a chicken. Like he's just. I would go for barnyard animals. So again, I always think about a dolphin. And what he said to me was, do what you do. Do that. And do that well. And we'll let other people handle the fucking, you know, mathematics of it. I can't can't imagine anyone coming across Bob and sizing you up being like, let me guess, you're a math guy? I don't know. Put a scarf on him and, like, give him some some spectacles, you know. You never know. Yeah, see, the problem is that's the problem we have in our society, right? Yeah. With everything. With everything, yeah. Which I mean, people's imagination far out outstrips their physicality, and their understanding is usually quite paltry. 
And that's what pisses me off. It's like you can imagine better, but you can't see it when it's talking to you. Hmm. You can hear it in your mind, but you can't physically recognize truth when it's demonstrated. So instead, we like to do what's easy. We like to believe. We like to believe in what people tell us. We like to believe in the way things are supposed to be. And I don't know what this is like. Because I started off my life very, very Christian. And had very strong beliefs. Very, not just, not just religious beliefs, but very regimented beliefs. It was not so much the Christianity, it was the regimentation, right? Because Christianity has a lot of its beautiful points. Most religions do. Hmm. But organized religion is organized. It has a purpose. That purpose is usually political or social, but socio-political. It's to, it's to make people follow a certain track, be that in the family, be that in the community, or be that in the government, or be that in the world. It's, you're following a track, and that track is laid out for you by the doctrine, by the scripture, and by the, the, you know, the priests and the, and the hierarchy, and then it's reinforced by the society that associates with that belief. And that's universal. That's all religion. That's just religion. That's how religion functions in the, sorry, in the human construct, right? That's how we do that. So when we talk about our beliefs, you can feel betrayed by them. And you can feel isolated by them. But you often believe anyway because there's no exit to that structure of fundamental functionality associated with your life. I go forward from here because of these beliefs. Not because of my choices, but because of these beliefs. So, when my mom died, I had to drop a lot of things. And one of the things that had died, in order for me to move forward, was my concept of my beliefs were the core fundamental structure that guided my life forward. Because, if that was true, then I was wrong, and this whole system was wrong, and there was nothing left here for me. You see? Because in my worldview, good, pious, kind, honest, clear-hearted people aren't stricken down. Because Jesus picks these people up. God intervenes. These things are important. These this miracles can happen. And when they don't happen for you personally, it tests your faith. And the only thing you can say to yourself is, well, either my faith was not educated enough, or I was wrong. Or I was wrong. And I think that's a really hard place for any young person who doesn't really understand religion anyway. I mean, theology, you've got to really study that shit. And I started to after that because of this, this esoteric journey. It, it scared me. I was like, how do I understand religion? How do I understand belief or faith? I've seen fucking spirits. I've experienced things that I, they prove to me that faith is something I have to have. But in what and why? I mean, how do you define that? How do you live that way and how do you know? I mean, those are questions I'm not sure you ask and how you ask them, right? And it, it, it isolated me from my religious community completely. I mean, I asked too many questions too fast, too hard. And, and honestly, get out of here. no, and yeah, literally. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, when you do that, I mean, I- in any institution, scientifically, otherwise, you ask too many questions too fast, too hard. The powers that be go, okay, 
you know what? Right. It doesn't matter whether you're on the right track or not. We can't and won't answer these questions. Like, this guy's bad for business. Yeah. So beat it. Or be quiet. And, I mean, you guys fucking know me. Being quiet, that's really not not possible. Like, I have, I have like, the weirdest kind of Tourette syndrome. You know, instead of, instead of swearing at random when I shouldn't, although this episode, if we get edited properly, it might make you think otherwise. I, if I've thought something, there's a very good chance I've said it out loud. It's verbal diarrhea to the end. I mean, a lot of the stories I've told you about my drunken behavior, if I had said nothing, I would have been fine. Right. But I can't keep my fucking mouth shut. And the same is true with my intellectual opinions and my political opinions and this and that and the next thing. I mean, I'm the, I'm the poster child for freedom of speech because if you take freedom of speech away, I'm going to jail like tomorrow, like right away. And it's not because I'm trying to insult or denigrate or hate people. It's because I think these questions have to be asked and they have to continue to be asked even if you think you know the answer because you might fucking not. And as information changes, it changes the way we perceive the world. And sometimes the question that's been asked a thousand times, the thousand and first time, is the only time you actually can answer it. So I might ask you a question you think is, oh, this is self-evident, you know. Of course this is happening. People told me this was happening. This is the way things are. I believe this to be so. I was educated this way. This was told to me or printed on the board or written in a book or tattooed on my face. or You know what I mean? It gets down to that fucking point. How do you digest that information? How do you know it's fucking true until you question it forever? The man who thinks he knows something is the biggest fucking fool on earth. But he's going to be proven time and time and again that what everyone knows, you can't break the speed of sound. The earth is flat. There are no planets orbiting the sun. The sun orbits the earth. Right. You go to these places. These were facts. People died, burned at the stake for these facts. Okay? Burned at the stake for these facts. Drank hemlock for these facts. And you're not allowed to question anything? I say go fuck yourself. Question everything. Go right back to the, the base foundation of the scientific method, which, by the way, if people don't understand this, was invented in the Arab world by a very, very intelligent man. And he decided that he was going to find out that light was ray because he thought it might be punched a hole in his tent, used some sand fiber and a candle and three weeks of observation and discovered from this because of the curvature of shadows that the world was round. So you know what? That easy. You can do it in a tent with that kind of human power of ingenuity that I think we can do it today with satellites, all right? So I'm asking people out there, and again, it's the dichotomy of this fucking podcast. And thank you for bringing this up. The drugs, the drinking, the partying, the everything else comes from a depression that is not stemmed from my ignorance of the world, but from my frustration with it. It irritates me. I'm not just some drunk guy sitting in a corner, sucking back a 40, being like, I don't know what's wrong with the world. No, I understand pretty clearly what's fucking wrong. And that's what pisses me off. If more people just listen to a little bit of reason and spend a little more time reading books and thinking for themselves rather than redigesting the, the snippets of other people's lives, we'd all be better off. I like what you said about um, 
questioning everything. I think people should have, like, you should make some pretty firm decisions about your beliefs so you have an operating system or some North Star or paradigm, but well, that be should be questioned belief. constantly, yeah. like, like every six months or every year. Like, it, is, does this like, make listen, sense? I'm not is a constitutional scholar, but the American Constitution has written into it. It should be questioned. It should be judged. It should be reevaluated as time goes on. And that can be misinterpreted by a million people, so I'm sorry I even said it. But the point is, it sits in that issue of moral relevancy to the times we live in based on the knowledge we have. You know what I mean? Like, if going to space were impossible, then having laws about space are kind of useless, right? Like, it's like, well, we can't go to space, so let's just imagine what we do when we go to space and don't do this and do that. And but since we can do all these things, it's actually kind of important to talk about it. Like, the resources of space are infinite, basically, and how are we going to adjudicate that to the human government structures we have today? I mean, that's way convoluted and complex, but at the same point, that's what I'm saying. When It's like, you have to address the now for what the now is. Not what you think it is, not what you imagine it is, not what you're told it is, you know? Like, everyone in Europe thought that, that the vote in... in Britain was going to go completely differently. At least they thought so on TV for months and months and months. And then they just got romper stomped Bre right back Brexit? into a... Is that what you're talking about? Brexit? You know, it's yeah. not just Brexit. It's the Conservative Party just just, just stomped everyone else. Like, Whoa. Yeah, you that's ridiculous. And they all pulled, oh, we have a good chance, 20% or more chance of getting some good votes. And it just like steamrolled them. And people don't understand why. And the why is so simple. Stop lying to people. People aren't that stupid. I mean, you can tell them all you want that we're doing this for your best interest. But if things keep getting worse, how long can the lie of your best interest really hold up? We're seeing that continentally. We're seeing that globally. I mean... Well, and speaking of lies, I wanted to tie the kind of conversation back to what you were talking about, about the beliefs of your life that have led you through your life, which you mentioned the word duplicity, and I just I Googled it because why not? Uh, some other words that came up were, so just the, the definition is deceitfulness or double dealing. So deceit, deception, deviousness, two-facedness. So these are, this is what you're talking about being in your in your. Yeah. In your in in your in your situations. Well, being told that good people always get the best outcomes because that's what good little, you know, you follow the rules, everything's gonna be fine, right? But yeah, exactly. It's bullshit, and you encounter these moments when it's like, yeah, well, that good person, good people, good vibe, bullshit, comes to rear its ugly head, and you're on the phone, crippled with a broken leg barely able to move because you've been hit by a car and have to kill your mom on the phone because, you know, the greater glory of the mystery of the universe, like when God is great, he's great. When he fucks up, he's mysterious, right? That's a difficult situation to sort of wrap your head around. And you're laying there like, well, wait a second. She was great. I'm okay. What the fuck is this? Like, who, who wh where's the, where's the justification for that kind of emotional suffering for anyone? You know, it shook me, it shook my father, it shook everyone we knew, it just shook people. And I didn't even realize how much it shook people for years. Because I disintegrated so fucking fast after that. It was like, I mean, that was the, that was the blast that broke the mountain. I couldn't, I couldn't even deal. I just didn't, it didn't process. You know, it was like, well, I'd rather just kill my brain than deal with this. So that's what I did for a really long time. 
until I could find like the synaptic control to not, you know, think about it for one minute and break down into some kind of like self-destructive cycle, right? Took years. And even today, this is the worst season of the year for me. The worst. It's the Christmas season. Especially like right now, know. like these, these weeks now, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, her, her birthday was in the same month as mine. Mm. And it's all within this very particular window of time that all of these things kind of disintegrated and happened. And it just kind of, it's one of those. It's like, it is the hardest. And as a guy who struggles with substance abuse issues, it's one of those places where it's like, nowadays, looking back at my life, I'm surprised I made it, for sure. Because these times a year, I don't know, what the hell? Sometimes it was really bleak, right? Mm. But that's I, also like your origin story. Well, it's that's also part of the duplicity. You were, you were this word, it's not just a lie. It's, it's a truth. And duplicity also means, also means uh, the lie is the substance. That's the problem. It's part of the, every lie is a kernel of truth. So the lie that we're, we are surviving this way is part of the duplicitous nature of the whole comment. You're not really surviving this way. You're just changing who you are to survive this way. And that's a lie too. Because you become somebody different when you do it. And that's who you end up. And it's sort of like my family calls me the, the Grinch around Christmas, right? Because everyone else is like, we're going to go caroling tonight. Are you coming? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You should. Punk what rock if, yeah, caroling. what if you tried it one time? I have. Yeah. It's really yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Well, that's fair. At least you tried it. I have no imp- I have no interest in it. It just makes me angry. I mean, I, yeah, something that I probably would Like, I can sing. It's not the issue. I can't sing. It's like we're caroling. Blah, 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 blah. Then after a few minutes, I'm like, you know what? I don't fucking care about any of this. And then I have to walk off. I can't. Caroling. We're like not caroling. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Cream's shaking his head and Cream's face palming himself right now. Can we get a when, when we get all this all animated? We'll get an animation of Kareem and it's a face palm. Right. Yeah. Rich. Well, I don't want to poison other people's experience of the holidays. Right. Right. Like I'm not trying to ruin anybody else's time. It's very common. Just it's tough for me. It sucks. Suicide yeah. is high around uh, Christmas as well, too. Yeah. But. Well, I think a lot of that has to do too with the fact that Christmas is a really corporate and really money-oriented holiday. Yeah. And when times are tough around holidays people really feel it right so it becomes more stressful and and you know i can't get my kid a present for Christmas. yeah you know that's yeah that's a pretty huge guilt trip but yeah so i mean again ladies and gentlemen out there in the world on christmas let me tell you this my anti-depression anti hating my life anti-whatever strategy is to know and I fucking do that I have a lot of good people around and that they are my friends, my family my loved ones and without them none of this would be possible so I want to thank everybody in my life you guys, yeah, buddy. good friends it's good family it's a good time of year for reflection I mean it sort of happened by accident for you but you know, the with the calendar year or whatever you want to call it. Still. Yeah. Just in general. Mm-hmm. We have to be more conscious of those close to us. I'm sorry, we have to be. Like, we spend so much time worrying about giant issues 
that personally we can do almost nothing to fix. You know? Like, yes, you could put one less water bottle in the recycling bin every day. That's fantastic. Good for you. You're a fucking hero. Captain Planet, here you go. Yada, yada. But if you love your brother, your sister, your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, your lover, your partner, whoever, and you cherish that person and hold them close when they're at their worst, you have fixed a million days of that person's life. A million days. The rest of their days. And every one of those days can now be full of promise, which may not have been there before. Well, you mentioned a story that you you found your friend on the street there. Now, this is a weird story. and This is one of those things. It sounds like fantasy or, or synambulism, but it's not. I'm not some kind of fucking psychic, and I'm not a hero, and it's not like that. I was sitting in my house. But. I was fucking chilling out. It was winter, it was cold, shit was fucked, whatever. I was chilling with my buddy Rich. Yeah, he's Rich currently cor- narcoleptic. But <laughs> yeah, he's corroborated this, but right now he's But the point is, I went over to Rich and I said, we got to go. We got to go downtown. We got to take the queen car. We got to go downtown. We got to find my friend. And I'm not going to say her name because there's no point in putting her in it. So we'll just say her name is Flower. Okay? And then we got to find Flower. I said, she's, she's not doing well. She needs us. we got to find her right now. And he's like, are you going to chill out unless I do this with you? And I was like, no. It's one of those times. You just have to trust me. We're going to do this thing. So we went and got on the queen car, went downtown. And I was like, you get off here. I'm going to get off here. She's at one of these two places. We'll get her. Well, I ended up finding her in a storefront. I figured she'd be at this bank building storefront downtown. She was living hard on the street at the time. She was really sick with pneumonia, like not doing very well. Had she been out in the street in the cold that much longer, she probably wouldn't have been okay. But I was like, enough of this shit. I literally just picked her up, got back on the TTC. Rich called me. I was like, yeah, I got her. I'm going to my place. It's over. I walked into my front door. My mom is standing there. And I'm carrying this dirty street girl up my stairs into our apartment. <laughs> my mom takes one look at me and goes, is she okay? What does she need? That's the fucking woman we're talking about. My crazy ass carrying some unconscious girl. Right. And my mom's like, she knows I didn't do anything. She's like, what did you rescue and how do we fix this? Mm-hmm. Right? So... She stayed with us for a few weeks, and part of the story got weird. I had this weird nightmare one night, and I woke up, and I, I always keep – that was awesome. I always keep, um, you know, something near the bed for self-defense. And it turned out I had a, just like a little knife over there. And I leaped out of bed and, like, attacked this, like, cushion thing in the other corner of the room. So I thought there was a big dog, this big black fucking dog in my bedroom somehow like coming at us in the bed and there was nothing there and when I turned the lights on it was just me and I'd sat this pillow and I thought maybe oh man I had like one of my sleepwalking like fucking maybe they did something weird okay fuck it I'll just go pretend I didn't do that and throw the pillows out later and uh, killed some pillows no big deal the next morning she came out of like sort of her fever trancy sleep and said that she had she had thought there was this dog chasing her this, like, big black dog. And she was, like, yeah. really afraid it was going to kill her. 
and then last night it went away. And that's all sonambula, right? I mean, it doesn't mean anything except that it's an anecdotal story that's pretty cool, right? And I kind of <laughs> like it. I was like, yeah, I like that story. I'll, I'll the, tell that story. The demon dog, yeah, slaying the demon. Because for me, it was really embarrassing. Like, in my underwear, like, on the side of the room, like, stabbing this pillow repeatedly. Like, yeah, I got you, villain! Right. And it's, like, just my own fucking futon over there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, got you, futon. <laughs> Maybe you got to, like... Lay off the drugs, Bob, <laughs> like something's up with you. And the next morning, she's like, yeah, there was this dog that came after us and was trying to kill me, and then it, like, went away. And I was like, yeah, dude, go away. <laughs> Slayer. You held up all the goose down from the pillow. But, yeah. Here it is. That's the other thing. As a very logical and sort of scientifically-minded man, I can't explain any of that shit, which I love. That's where imagination begins and the rest of us die. The nice. phone call? Where let's we called each other? What's yeah. that? Oh. Throw, uh, let's throw uh, Cam on here. Uh, audience we got Mike. Some guest uh, audience Mike. Audience well, Mike question. Cam? Just on a, on a serendipitous note, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, that is none of the, the heroism or, the, or the, like, the stakes whatsoever. But Trev and I, one time, we were, we, I, I had just moved back from Montreal. And I think I was, I think I'm, I moved back in with my parents. So I was up around, like, Lawrence. But for whatever reason, I was walking along Bloor, and I thought that I'd call Trev, and we weren't talking to each other that much. Like no, because we you just got back, right. so we we like we weren't used to like hanging out. Like we weren't hanging out regularly. Yeah, like we, we wasn't meeting wasn't to. We weren't in the loop because there was no loop. Yeah, and then uh, but then I I called Trev, and then it was busy because you were calling me. Yes, and then. We made as eye contact because we were like walking, walking right towards each other. other. And yeah, as That's we awesome. as feet we away from each other, and yeah. we just called each other. And because See, I, I've been away for years, and then I was like, than a turtle getting a straw cut was in its nose. Right. So like, bizarre, like yeah. that was fucked. <laughs> it was cr- it was <laughs> weird. We were like, ah, weird. get out of my life. <laughs> yeah. But hey, what's up? <laughs> but neither of us are dying or nothing. So it's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. No, it was just the the power the powers that exist. Remember when we saw that guy wearing the T-shirt of the thing that we had just talked about? We had just what was that? Uh, done a, like a, 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 I think Murder Sharks reference or yeah. something, and then because we're in a, a play that we were in that Lars coined a phrase of a line, and then we were walking along Queen Street, and then as we were talking about making it into shirts, we're like, "Let's call Chris the director," and then we saw a guy with a shirt that said like. It had like murder and shark. Yeah, like it had the same saying on it that yeah. we. Were just I can't remember what the what the mathematical weird. term for that is, but there's totally a thing for like when you you associate one thing with another and then it appears in it's front a of you. Glitch like in the matrix. Well, it's part of like you're looking for it. No, a glitch right? in the matrix like is when you see the black cat, <laughs> and you look away from the black cat, and then you see the black cat again in exactly the same place, going stutter, stutter. Right. I feel like I've seen the yeah, glitch, ah, glitch or two. Speaking of speaking of glitches, <laughs> we have the tan colored dog this time. Is this the dog that you stabbed? No. It no. was huge and black and scary. Yeah. I wouldn't have stabbed Luna. I'd be like, <laughs> Luna, give me some pepperoni. This <laughs> our uh, studio dog appearance. Yeah, that's that's the fun part about having us here at Laughing Viking Studio, uh, 696B <laughs> Queen Street East here in Toronto, is we get the studio dog in effect here. You come down to the Monday night podcast parties, uh, you might have this little one on your lap. Yeah, if you don't like us, you can at least like Luna. Right. There you go. Look at that. Ooh, no, and liking food. us is not really a necessary. No, in fact, you probably aren't supposed to like us. I think we're kind of the. And I'm sure a lot of fun came here and hated us villains. too. Actually. Yeah, you know what? If you want to come and 
We have an audience mic. You can heckle and, the shit out of me. Yeah. I mean, Bear in mind, I am like a 400-pound, 7-foot man. So heckle all day long, but you get physical human origami in your ass. But yeah, you better come with your words because, you know, that's... Besides, we got Batman over here. Like, <laughs> I feel pretty safe in this place. Rich is heckling with his snoring right now. Yeah, yeah. In fact, wow. he's, got sort of called, yeah, oh. he's got this one move called... He's got this one move called projectile drool. And uh, <laughs> watch out for that Damn, one. Damn, it's coming close to you. He is, he is on an angle right now where it's uh, pooling in the side of his mouth. He's loading up. You guys don't know the half of it, man. Right. No, we don't. Oh, I'm sure. I've seen some amazing things. <laughs> the guy can basically cocoon himself in drool. Like, right. you know. Is that why he carries all those little napkins with him all the time? No, he's got a sinus. But he's got a lot of problems, man. Right. We start... Uh, you know what? We need a Red Cross team in here right now. We got like a rich. I was gonna say like how many different facets of first aid could you like apply to him? Probably two or three at least. I was saying to, <laughs> yeah, we right. we were observing him uh, sort of move behind the scenes here, and and there's often a lot of times where like I'm just impressed that his physical body <laughs> is functioning and like that machine is somehow <laughs> operating despite the level of intoxication. It kind of yeah. It's like there's. It's like Bionic Man, where like some of it's right. there, some of it's not. Because he'll snap out of this and then kind of catch a second win and like go grab some pizza or get some smokes at the corner yeah. store, and you're like, "How are you functioning right now?" We had a friend like that in high school. Yeah. Usually, the secret is if if you've waited and you have, he hasn't had food yet, right? Do you ask him about food? Oh no. Luna's licking his hands and Eventually, he's not he'll reacting. He'll, 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 he'll Little smile on his face dog. though. And then Luna won't be happy with that. No. And then, yeah. He's got sh- it's because he's got shawarma fingers right now. He had shawarma, so he's got tahi- no, he tahini. No, he didn't. What did he have? Nothing. <laughs> he's got just, rich fingers. Just natural rich fingers right there. It's whiskey. It's whiskey and McClay's. Whatever's coming out How's of his pores. Luna's drunk now. <laughs> She's like, Luna's hammered. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, we uh, we should speaking of earlier, you mentioned uh, good friends uh, and important people in our lives. Yes, I, that's, that's, absolutely. That's something I've been trying to focus more yeah. on. Is um, I, I'm I'm guilty a lot of the times of you ever think to say or do something nice, even if it's just like oh nice jacket or something like that, and then you don't. don't, and then so I'm trying to not do that, whether it's so little Korean. words. Or we have the yeah. Cream for this Christmas, you're gonna come on over here and sit on Santa's lap. Come on. It's not necessarily Christmas oh. related. I feel like this is all super blasphemous. Get grab that. Uh, that grab that. Come on over. Come on. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Take a knee. If all the world is stage, must be gods. Well, if all the world's a stage, then the tech crew must be gods. And you, my friend, may not be a god because that's blasphemy, but he is a prince. You are certainly a prince amongst men. And so we have each signed this little agreement for you. Oh, okay. This is a little notepad. Take your notepad so you can carry on taking these crazy notes or whatever you wish. The best in mind. All the thanks is to you, sir, the man behind the scenes. The one who gets it done. So for everyone who doesn't know, Kareem is the truth and right. the machine to all of this. Swing your mic in. Uh, because, uh, obviously, um, Kareem... So Kareem Lars orchestrated that. Kareem. I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows. K-Rock, without him, we couldn't fucking do this right. show, period. Right. And we're really sad that he may have to uh, 
depart and will have to depart. He's been called back to the kingdom. Like there are greater things to at stake. If you've and seen Game of Thrones, gone, you know what we're talking about. We got him here, and we're gonna we're gonna rest every inch of creative talent we can. How do you just squeeze it out? It's like true, we are squeezing him pretty we hard. Just kidnap him, and then your parents are like, "Sorry, I'm kidnapped." Yeah, I but also, if, I, if I just put a Bella Clav on and say, "We don't know where your son is," <laughs> what's, the, what's like, the ransom you know, on the we prince? We probably get ransom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This might be the way we fund the show. Yeah, it's it's been right under our nose this whole time. <laughs> guys. He just couldn't suggest it. Guys, it can't be his idea. You can't put it live in the podcast if you want to make right. money doing right. it. Right, right. Nobody's he, listening. No one these. has. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We have less followers than my ex, like fucking landlord, who does videos of him hurting himself at work. Right. But we're we should start it. hurting people we're, at work. We're gaining steam. Um, Kareem, this is uh, episode 31. I think, Kareem, you've been here since episode three. We did two here at Laughing Vikings. Then we started doing them at... Um, 1830 downtown so that's what 29 that you've done technically i've edited all of them right oh yeah you edited that one too so right now kareem's we're way understaffed and way underfunded he's running three cameras he edits it puts the audio online uh snips all the cameras angles together does the thumbnails with the episode title sometimes Uh, has his like i said utterly fucking indispensable Yeah. yeah like literally without a fucking doubt None of this, you the, the words you're hearing right now, you would not be hearing and you would not be seeing this without Kareem. So, so if like you I said, hate Robert, us, you can blame Kareem. We love you, man. Kareem's <laughs> fault. Thank you so much, guys. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, Seriously, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're the best, man. We're going to miss you. You're a mate. Yeah, yeah. you got yeah, no I'm idea. still not 100%. And you know what? I think we're going to try and pitch a show to the Canadian consulate about like like being your escort back to Africa. Like, you know, entourage. Like, come on, guys. Diversity. It's our strength. Let's prove it. Three white guys who know nothing about Africa trying oh to get jobs in Africa. Right. What do we say? You want to like teach us some lessons? That's <laughs> how you do it. It's like re- reverse coming oh, to I'd America. I'd watch that. I'd be in that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. I'm still sort of holding out Same that. Same thing uh, he always does. I'm kind of luggage. I'm holding out that Cream doesn't go. That he pulls some like. Well, like I said he has to go on to Raj the show. No, oh, it's it's a it's a work in progress. We'll just go yeah. with them. A lot of moves, a lot of moving s- parts. You can still edit from like yeah, everything's definitely. Google Drive. Yes. So we sure. I was gonna say globalization, technology. You're gonna want to know what we're up to every week. So yeah, I mean, like I might be leaving the country, but it's not like I'm like cutting all my bridges or like right. you won't hear from me. It's not like you're leaving and you hate everything. You're yeah, there's still technology. Us, Hey, we've proven that this room tonight don't ever come back. You're dead yeah. to me, son. <laughs> and, we've proven, and we've proven that <laughs> if you're not nice it, gift and then if you're not in the room, you're still in the podcast. We've right. proven that, you know. Yeah, like, phone in. Lars, Maybe Lars, you can be the first New York City episode. Yeah. 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 Anyhow, I guess we've done our time. Are we in? But uh, uh, I think we're, we're probably in the wrap up. Three minutes. Uh, three minutes. Three minutes. Wow. Well, social media shouts. Uh, if you're. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this, sh- share it with your friends. Tell some people on it. Uh, Yo, get, get them on it. Yeah, hit those like buttons. Hit the, hit the you know subscribe. If, shit. if anything that was said in here that rang true to you or someone that you know, yeah, yeah just share it along. Because you know what? Maybe, you know, here's the thing. I'm not right all the time, but a broken clock's right twice a day, and I'm right more than that. Right. So <laughs> and it is the holiday season, so you mentioned it. Like, reach out <laughs> to your friends and say nice things to people when you have the opportunity. Narcissism, notwithstanding. But mostly, hit us up at Thirty Nine DD Show on Instagram and Facebook, yeah. or on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, review, and rate. Tell yeah, your you friends. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, but not me. Money. And you can like do all this. I'm the worst. I'm not. You can't. F- no, 
Just go and find us. And at this point, do we, it. we're wanting some suggestions of sign-offs because this, this juncture is our sign-off juncture, which we would say. All right, if you look down and still find yourself here, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> I like that. Touché. Yeah, Kareem. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. All right. Well said, everyone. And podcast over now.